Radio broadcast of the Urban Tech Fair. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I'm your host for this moment in time. We have a special show today, a very interesting show, and the show is always interesting because of the great guests that we had. Today we have another dynamic woman following our last show, so women in tech, rah-rah, and this woman is Sandra D. King. She's a global business consultant. Sandra is also an accountant. She does digital media marketing, social media analysis, and a social media consultant. She's technology educator and media technology instructional designer. She does mobile business tech gaming and virtual tech. Now, um, Sandra provides business models and business plans assessments financial analysis, SWOT analysis, performance measurements and benchmarking, technology tools and application project management, education instructional design, risk management assessment, disaster recovery, strategic planning, and more. She will consult with you to achieve peak performance and sustainable goals for return on your investments, help you identify new revenue sources, gain market share, product and services, diversification, and globalization using 21st century and future technology. So that's an important point to know that um, Sandra does engage technology in all that she does. Now, what I do know about her, and we're getting, and she's on the line, we're going to learn more, but I do know she is a dynamic, busy woman. <laughs> she's a mom, a proud mom. And um, she has um, a lot of various, well, as you can see, she has a lot of various expertise and skills. And I'm most anxious to know about the virtual platforms. So as we move on, we are going to first introduce Sandra and here on Master Grill Radio and on the Digital Drummer. We, every, we know everyone wants to know, who is Sandra D. King, who's the woman? Let us get to know the person, and then share with us your claim to fame. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, Sandra, the world wants to know, who is Sandra D. King? Who's the person? Sandra D. King is an extremely very hard worker, 
mother, ambitious person that loves helping people and blessing others with the knowledge that I have to share. Right. So where I, do you hail from? Pardon me? Where do you hail from? Where do you? We have a thunderstorm. I apologize. We have a thunderstorm here. Okay. And um, oh, wow. you may Probably not hear me in the background. Here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you hear me any better? Yes, a little bit. Go ahead. What did you say? I'm sorry. Okay. I was just was wondering, where do you where do you hail from? Where were you born and raised? I was, I was born in Rochester, New York, and my family, um, my mother and my father and brother and sister still reside there. Wow. <laughs> And so uh, we currently I am in Maryland. I Great. came to Maryland um over over 15 years ago now. I came here. I worked for the newspaper in Rochester, New York, the Democrat and Chronicle, which is owned by Gannett Corporation, and I was promoted to corporate headquarters in Arlington, Virginia as the accounting manager there and that's how I ended up actually came to Virginia first. And um, okay. now in Maryland because I went to Montgomery College once I had my daughter. Oh wow! So, um, well, I guess just going to your education, which I know is extensive, but you know, share your educational journey. Well, I've been—I'm a lifetime student. I'm a lifetime learner. I've been in school since 1980 in some capacity, <laughs> learning something. I enjoy learning and um, about different topics. Um, technology and accounting are um, really interest. And outside of business, history, I enjoy history and learning about different cultures um, in medical and law. Those are other areas that I have of interest. So I spend a lot of time in the libraries, the Barnes and Nobles, and Borders are not, are not here anymore, but I... Um, Enjoy learning. My education consists of a bachelor. Well, I have associates, but that's not important. But I have a bachelor's of science in business administration. I also have a master's in accounting and finance. And I just recently, on May eighth, I graduated with a master's of science in education technology media design from Full Sail University. And I was in the PhD program, but I actually stopped at Walton University. I stopped to go back and do um, the one-year accelerated master's program in technology. All right, okay. So um, what are you looking to pursue your Ph.D. in? Well, I was in accounting, but after uh, it was accounting and finance, I started some of the credits, but after going back into technology, which I worked for years at Data General at Tech Support, um, I'm really enjoying uh, working with the technology and the education side of it. And um, I think I'm actually speaking with them about seeing what I can do to transfer my credits over to the technology and education Ph.D. program. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Which September. Okay. So just, I guess, following your lead, um, and it seems like I'm moving, just give me a minute. My, it's okay. my I'm, air conditioning is interfering with my Internet access, so I have to move. Mine too. That's why I told you because the phone went out. I'm on the landline. So. Yeah, I really thought I was. I was like, I'm going to go back in my cool area now, and I'm finding out. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, 
Um, you're, you're not but, alone. Mine's is out too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that just seems really um, interesting. Like one of the things I just remember, because you know you've been very busy and you say things and all, and because um, you're always on the move. But I've been interested in like Second Life. Um, I was introduced to it a few years ago. Uh huh. Um, and the various interesting things that um, we're talking about doing in there, but had yes, next, yes, you had a lot of great ideas. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when I heard it, you said you were using Second Life, you know, mm-hmm. now when you were in school. I was like, wow. So I was like, when I get a chance, because <laughs> we always yes, move sure. so I much. I said I really, really wanted to ask you, you know, about virtual, virtual platforms, yes. and then I. They have it for education and, you know, where are the opportunities? What is it looking like now? I know, I think I was into it and back, I guess, about 2008, 2009. Okay, but yeah, But now yeah. 2014, mm-hmm. and then I'm just, like, wondering, you know, virtual reality and virtual worlds are, you know, that's, that's where we're at right now in mobile technology. Those are okay. the things of today and the future, wearable technology as well. But my program, exactly, it consisted of um, learning numerous applications and software, including 3D design and virtual worlds and um, characters, games, um, filming, music, theory, and, and you know, many other things that, because in order to incorporate these technologies, they all build together if you're working with a business or either in a learning platform because the traditional methods of teaching, learning, and working in businesses, those models are no longer effective. Okay. We now need to look at other ways in this digital age to reach people and engage them to be creative and critical thinking, problem-solving, decision-making, using these technology tools to reach them. So we were not only taught how to create and build the technology, but deeper understanding the learning theory, the model of how to reach people and engage them and what makes them think, whether it's a left-brained person or a right-brained person, how do you reach them? So it takes it to another level than just creating the technology or using it. We had to analyze it and understand how it psychologically impacts people, which I love things. Well, that's my passion, the brain. <laughs> In case you don't know, I love the brain. Yes. <laughs> the study of the brain, you know, how people think, how it works, what motivates people, what engages them. And it's really involved with technology. Today in a business or a classroom, you can use games such as virtual 3D to engage students as well as adults. There's games you can use to, for example, I created one and I'll share what it does is to help you to strategically plan because in all games you have Mm -hmm. obstacles like you do in real life. Yes. You have rewards if you do well. Mm-hmm. So by the game that I developed, I labeled them different things. So as you gathered 
rewards or came up with ideals. You got points. There were little enemies running around that were obstacles, and they. I was dealing with the music industry and entertainment industry, so I named it, for example, an obstacle you might come but You had to identify a new revenue source, okay? okay? I would label it, you know, how would you get around this obstacle? So mm-hmm. it helped the team, which I had to do an action research, to strategically plan, brainstorm together, because you're coming together, collaborate rate, and be creative and engaging. So there's so many tools you can use in a game which people don't realize to engage individuals to take their thinking to another level because you need to start strategically thinking now, how do I get around the obstacles? You know, Mm -hmm. what do I do? How can I change this? And then you make it harder by going to different levels and increasing the intensity for them. But Mm -hmm. that is what it's about today. The traditional model and what Urban Tech Fair is doing is great, you know, helping people to engage in new technology and being prepared for the 21st century because you have to be. There is no option. Um, You must be. Virtual worlds are the same. There's virtual games, um, same thing, Second Life. You, There is amazing. You can make money off of Second Life in yeah, virtual yeah. worlds. There's currencies that are used that are virtual currencies, and there is also they have bands. You can perform in virtual reality and mm-hmm. market your business, like let's say Urban Tech Fair, for example. You could go there and set up a booth or what virtually and just as an advertising and marketing, which I do with businesses, to show them how they can use other technology and not the traditional methods to make money and also gain market share, new clients and exposure in Mm -hmm. other areas that they might not have considered in the past because there's a big demand out there now in the virtual world. It's just like a community like we are here. It's a whole world. It has (laughs) nightclubs. It has churches. It has Mm -hmm. you name it. A beach. (laughs) You know, beaches. You know, it's a world like we are existing. So it's important that we are prepared as people um, for what's coming, you know, we were taught a lot of the advanced technology that's not even out yet, that, that's to come, so that we're prepared to be teachers, per se, to educate our youth as well, to be our next leaders, you know. With globalization today and things like urban tech organizations, you know, helping people, there's no excuse for people not, you know, wanting to learn or be a part of where we're going because we will be left behind if we don't um, make an effort to um, address our business needs as well as um, our children, teaching them to be able to run their own businesses, to use technology, you know, mobile technology to operate businesses. That's the thing now. No, you know, that there's no longer being stationary at a desk and meeting or virtually. You know, I held my trainings for my students in the virtual world. We all met virtually inside of Second Life. So you can hold business meetings there 
you can teach, you can, it's amazing, you know, I will do that for Urban Tech. I will give an instruction one day to show, illustrate how mm-hmm. powerful it is and what Urban Tech can do with, the, you know, others can learn from it. And you can hold trainings, um, simulations. Let's say it's good. You wanted to teach someone how to operate uh, a new machine. You can simulate the steps that the individual would take for the training and building process within the virtual world and teach them. They can learn it on their their own or either with your guidance. It, it's amazing. It's, it's just unbelievable the capabilities of this technology, you know. Yes. And I'm excited about it to be a part of it, you know, and helping and um Urban Texas, great, you know, and I, and I, you, Jacqueline and Jim, what you're doing, and everybody that participates in the organization to help make a difference, you know, because it's not only what we're doing is um, not only providing technology to everyone, we are changing lives, yeah, you know, and um, making an impact that's priceless, you know. Once yeah. you learn these things and understand how valuable. They can be in your everyday lifestyles, not just in business, how mm-hmm. they streamline processes, how they make things more efficient, how it allows you more time to be creative and come up with new products and new services and new revenue sources by you using the technology properly, you will get excited about it and be, you know, just it's endless possibilities to where you can go and make money. But it's just yes. take someone educating you and letting you know how and where, and that's the part that's missing. What we're trying to do um, is bring it so people understand that it's there. You know, it's just yes. um, it, and it's scary. You know, it's new for a lot of people, including myself. Some of it was very new, mm-hmm. and um, but it's being open-minded to learning it, and you know, being patient and working through whatever issues and learn the tools and the resources that are available for you. And um, like Urban Tech Fair, you know, and um, I'm excited about it. <laughs> uh, you really have me excited, you know. Now you should, you but I'm glad ideas. about this talk, interview. have to talk again. I know we talked about it, you know, we didn't, you know, but. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm so glad about this interview because we're yeah, so Yeah, I'm glad busy. we finally did. I am too. I'm sorry. We I'm haven't had an actual chance. Like, I know you said one time, Jackie, you know what I do, but. You've been so busy, and then, yes, you know, you just, yes. life has been busy. You're trying to do your master's program. Then when we come to meet, we're just trying to get something done. Like, can we just get this one thing done? I know, and we yeah, all jumping yes. off. It's been, it's been you very and I you know. haven't had the chance to fully talk. Now, you know, when oh, you yeah, talk, and I hear more. dropping. You know, I could go on and on, yeah, you know, about I hear my dropping, my and I've already, like, I checked off. You know, you didn't know, but I was like, I was checking off. I was like, but I have plans. Right. I was like, that's why I kept saying it's time can I get you on the show? I said, because I got questions. Oh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I said, she didn't tell me about virtual work. Now she hit me with the virtual <laughs> I know. I said, I guess she didn't hear, but, like, I heard it in you. And um, Bruce George, who's co-founder of Deaf Poetry Jam, it was actually his idea. Oh, he okay. It to, yeah. um, he brought it to Danny Simmons. Danny brought it to Russell, and boom, became Deaf uh-huh. Poetry Jam. And um, Bruce came to me, I guess it was around 2008 or nine, and was saying, hey, Jack, let's do the Second Life thing. And he came with one of the major label guys, 
the issue was like, you know, acquiring real estate and you had to purchase mm-hmm. it. And even for me, although I'm a forward thinker, and I was under, you know, I under, kind of understood the concept. We were going to have shows and all, but the whole thing was just acquiring the real estate and getting actually enough thinkers on that level. Oh, yes, because it can you know, be very to do expensive. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you... But he was that forward, and, you know, I don't know if he ever got it developed, but when you were saying y'all train, I'm like, wow, you know, Bruce <laughs> had been telling us, they kept saying we need to be there, and this was like years ago, so, yeah, we need to get on that platform. So I really like, um, you know, the idea, and with the Urban Tech Fair, we're here to showcase everyone. And, like, you know, the first thing, you're living proof, like everyone else, that we have a true desire to do, to lift up our communities. For all the people to say that we don't care, we don't care, everyone in Urban Tech Fair, and that's the only reason why they're around. That's the one thing we all have in common. That's the, we all have that in common, that we want to uplift our community, and we all love tech. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. But we do. We and we're make willing a to be strategic we about it. Yeah. Lives and make lives better for everyone. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's our commonality. So, and then you know about women in tech. Just you know, just you oh, know, yes, you know yes. blow the. Um, and that's an area we do. There's a there, it's a need not in just technology, but math, technology, science, and even accounting, mm-hmm. which is one of my background. We have a shortage of qualified um, youth coming out of school to prepare mm-hmm. to fulfill these positions. So we're going to run into a, some major issues in the country. Well, I think, yeah, um, you know, I just think you, you touch on a lot of great things, the educational part, and that's where um, now I'm, I'm asking you, but that is the reason why gamification is, is so prevalent now. Is yes. That it for yes. the teaching and business models is through the gamification. Exactly. They're using it now. Before, you know, games were known for kids and PlayStation and Xbox and all those things, but now businesses are realizing the importance of you need your people to be innovative, you know, in Mm -hmm. order to remain competitive in this fast, rapid change in market and economy that struggles at times. It's important that you have forward thinkers and critical thinkers and people that are creative. So games help you to be creative. They bring something out of you you might not even know you had in you. You get very, you know, you're you're going forward and you you get challenged, you know, and it just you just a whole other person comes out sometimes, you know. And a lot of times there's hidden skills in people that you don't even know exist, you know, and you just need to put them in the proper environment and that's what I do as part of my consultant is looking at staffing and training and what the people's skills are that they bring to the table because a lot of times you have very qualified people that are right there but often they are just in the wrong roles maybe you know or they need a change maybe they're afraid and never tried that role with that technology or something but if given the opportunity they can shine you know and it's somebody who can see the bigger vision and look at it and say, you know, we might need to move this person over there, Give, let them learn this because they'll do better working with that, and make it the best and most efficient, effective organization that you can have. And and that's what's needed, a revamping <laughs> of a lot of things, the, student, the education model and the business model. we got to start looking. People are set in their ways. 
they're afraid of change and they don't want to do anything different and, and, and it can hinder the business and making money and growing, you know. And, and yeah. we have to change our mindset. That's what it is. And the general people have to change the way they think. It's no longer be acceptable. We will not survive in today's world if we don't. So my goal yeah. in Urban Tech, we want to help, you know. I want to be part of helping people by leading the way to be trailblazers and trendsetters to show them before they get there what they need to know, you know. Yes. Because and, they don't um, tell us on school. This isn't taught in the school, you know, in, in high schools, in element, in middle schools, and when you get an employer, unless you go on your own, you're not going to never learn some of these things, you know. So when I teach my students on campus, you know, I take it away from the book, and I give it real-life examples, and I tell them what they need to know, you know, because they're not going to tell you this stuff. And, and that's what we need to do for the communities. We need to tell them what and show them what they need to know to yeah. um, get yeah. the, their self in good positions, um, good jobs, you know, and start their businesses. Because we are all very bright and talented communities, people, gifted people. And it just needs the right people in there that can pull, bring it together and know how to coordinate it and get it where they get the time and attention and the tools. That's important, the resources, to make it happen. Okay. Now I want to give a shout-out to the people in the chat room. Hello, everyone in the chat room. I'm sorry. I've been Hello. attempting to open up the chat. <laughs> And I've been having trouble. I don't know if I started too early. Like, I'm and so then, glad that we had the opportunity to do this because, you yes. know, I think, you know, yeah. learning Cynthia is so much Frazier's more. Cynthia out there. Yeah. Hi, Cynthia. And then we have some Hi. other people in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I just put in um, Sandra's um, link. If you want to go check her out and learn a little bit more about her, it's Sandra D. King com. Go check her out. Uh, you can leave comments, um, you know, if you want to contract with her, that you just go there, Sandra D. King com. Now, um, Sandra, really, you know, loved, like, the teaching model. And so, um, you know, well, you know our education and everything. is hurting. Yeah, I think, like, one of the most important things that you stated, and, and this has always been my life mission, is always thought about optimal thinking. Because right. even during our lifetime, I think during our, our parents' lifetime, I think they've seen the most dramatic change. Because they're, you know, my mother had, you know, parents who were sharecroppers. And, you know, they've come all the way full circle to, you know, television, to, yeah. um, you know, a black president. I think they've probably seen the most change. You know, yeah. they, they've been, yeah. they're they at that special place. Those baby boomers are at that special place where they've seen one extreme to a whole nother. But, I agree. Um, yeah, but the one thing is I have learned as things change, certain things don't change. You know, like when they say there really is nothing new under the sun, the concepts aren't aren't new, and so we need to so much than giving our children or each other information. We need to like focus on teaching how to think, and that's why people like gaming so much. It challenges you to think and come up with solutions. That's why I think programming is so good because yeah. it taught oh, yeah. us how to take a word problem. Okay, this is my problem, so let me articulate the problem in words. Okay. 
So you see a problem. Now, how do I articulate what this problem is? And then I go from that and convert that to a mathematical formula. And then from there, I can go convert that into a, a computer language and solving a problem. But, um, I mean, once I, you know, get it solved, you know, I can use the math to help me, you know, take my steps and all, but it teaches you how to break things down, again, which teaches you to think. It makes you look at, okay, and this is what we really need to teach our young people, how to be problem solvers, because we have no clue when they're 50 what the world will be like. You know, we may have an idea, but we won't know. So we can't necessarily put you there how to master these technologies, even if they're future technologies, we're just on the brink of these things. So once they get mastered and tweaked, and all, you know, we won't be there for that. But what happens when, you know, you are there, you know, how do you, you know, what do you do? So it's not about. Well, yeah, right. It's the tool. It's not the technology or fine or whatever mm-hmm. that you're teaching. It's, the, like I said, the critical thinking, problem solving, decision making, mm-hmm. brainstorming. This is what makes leaders. You know, because yeah. technology alone is not going to make you a leader, you know, or run an organization. You yeah. need to be able to manage people, be effective communicators. There's other components. So you need to learn the components that make you successful. That's what I teach. You know, I don't go in the classroom and just teach one thing. You need to learn the yeah. components. Or when I go in a business, I give them the full picture. Because one component is not going to save a business or make it grow. You mm-hmm. have to look at the entire picture and the entire component to make it effective and to accomplish the goals that you're trying to eventually get to. And that's what's mm-hmm. missing here. We try to get from A to Z without knowing the components that's in between there or how do yeah. I get to that next step? What, what, yeah. what could I do differently? What alternatives are there? Um, what risks sometimes. are there? What are my yeah. benefits? And it's analysis. That's what it is. In the past, we've done reporting, okay, the difference. Okay. We're just stating what it is. Now we need to analyze, and that's what we're taught in my program. It's different. You no longer can report on things. You need to analyze it, question it, see what the experts are doing, what others are doing in other countries, why, and then question. You know, so that's what's missing here that we need to do more of is to get people to think at another level to why, what, when, where, how am I going to resolve it, what's the resolution, and just don't bring a problem to the table, but bring a possible resolution or a solution, a suggestion, Mm -hmm. a recommendation. And that's how we need to get them to start thinking. And um, do research. Research is the key. Come with facts and supporting documentation or information. And it's not just technology. See, I'm looking at technology as the component that can, as the tool that can aid Mm -hmm. and help you to get this information and make it faster and more efficient. But you need to understand what you need to do before you can get to the technology component pieces of this or anything else in the business or in a learning environment. Mm -hmm. You need to know what you need to do to get to that level. And that's what I'm trained to do is go to the deeper, the mind. See, I'm trained on the brain. (laughs) What is going on in people's heads? How do I reach them? Mm -hmm. How do I get across to them? To You know, that is what we need more of. And not just the students, the teachers too. 
Yes. You know, and yes. administrators. And, um, yes, and, yeah, and the very You know, everybody. In it's the not business. just the youth. You mm-hmm. Know. Yeah, all yes, us, it, it's definitely yeah. all of us. Um, then, now, there was something really interesting as far as education that Bonnie Bracey posted that they were stating here in Philadelphia, too, right where I live, they were stating that mm-hmm. they did um, – a, a an experiment where Chestnut Hill is a uh, upper class neighborhood, and then mm-hmm. next to it is what they call Kensington, and down there is the Badlands, and that's like really like drug infested, like the one of the roughest areas in Philadelphia. But mm-hmm. they're near one another as far as um, you know physically, and they went into libraries. And they, those two libraries in those areas, they gave them, you know, made sure they had laptops, all this great technology. Now, what they're stating is that because, giving it made a larger gap by giving it to the unprivileged or the um, underserved community, by giving it to them, it, may, it enlarged the digital gap instead of closing it. Um, really? I, I don't necessarily that. know. I have to read it. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, unfortunately this is a premise they could use to really, you know, hurt us. But what they're saying in this part of the premise is true. What they're Mm -hmm. saying that basically the technology alone is not enough. Even access to the technology is not enough. Because what has happened is the people in the more affluent neighborhood in Chestnut Hill they're more used to having this technology. Their parents are more used to engaging them and helping them. Where the children okay. in a less affluent neighborhood, there's no one to help them. So they go into the library with all of this great technology, but, you know, the younger kids get frustrated and walk away. The older kids will play games because no one is there to show them how to use it and to monitor their usage on it. So thereby... Access and just having it is not enough. And that goes back to the premise, and when we really first started in Urban Tech Fair, one of the biggest things, even um, Naima Bashir had gave us a survey to start using so that we make sure that we're including the entire family in the process because it's not good enough to teach the children. Yeah. And then for them to take that information tool home to who has no clue about it. There's no support there. And so, therefore, they do become less effective and less competitive anyway. I could so, agree with that to a degree, yeah. yep. Well, it has to be measurements, too, quantitative and qualitative measurements as yes. well. You can't just put something in place and leave it. You know, there has to be evaluation and quantitative and qualitative measurements to see if it's effective, if it's working. You know, are they learning anything from this? Is it benefiting the community or the people? Do we need to change anything, do something different? And that happens a lot in all aspects of businesses and communities. Things get started, it gets going, and then the ball drops. You know, nobody's following up or seeing where people are at or what they've accomplished or what goals were achieved or did they even achieve the goal or do they need help? You know, and that's what happens often. You know, yeah, you put things in place, but there's no assessment or evaluation of what's done with it or it was anything even accomplished, your goal or objective. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of talking and nothing happening, you know. 
So, Sandra, so, if someone would like love to, you know, consult with you, have you helped them in, you know, in their business development or in teaching, and they need to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Well, they can also they can call my business email address is SDK Accounting and Business. No, it's here SDK Business Solutions at Gmail dot com, or they can get me on Facebook, Sandra D King, Instagram. It's SD King Global Business, and I'm on Twitter, Sandra D. King, and I'm also, uh, I have three different Google Plus accounts they can find. Okay. And my number, I mean, I have no problem. My cell number is 410-935-1845. Okay, one moment. 410-935-1845. Okay, so and I, you know, I want to say I don't just work with education. You know, I work with you know because I do part of my job. I train the uh, entertainment industry um, mm-hmm. as well. That's part of what I do. So I mean, I work multiple industries. I don't just work one type of industry because learning and teaching and educate and and business and technology goes across the board. You know, there's no mm-hmm. one set. Type of, and that's where we have to be. Diversification is key to the future. You can't be just capable of doing one thing, you know. Yes. The, okay. I'm sorry. I'm also putting this stuff in the um, chat room. Oh, so, you need this. Okay. You need any yeah, other so, information? You can. Okay, Instagram. Your SDK. Global biz. Global consultant. Okay. We have always for everyone to reach in the chat notes. Also, you'll be able to find in our Facebook groups. You'll also be able to find the chat notes. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all you know. I'm working with my face. My website. They're doing because it's it's grown. Everything's grown. So I've had to expand and 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 now have to have really another level type because I work with global clients to expand translations and all this other stuff. You know. So yeah. It's more in detail, but it's I will open it back up in the next week or so, and they can um, have access, and I'll give it to you to post. Okay. So um, anyone, if you'd like to call in, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. Again, that call-in number is 646-716-7994. If you're in the chat room and you have a question or statement, for um, Sandra, just, you know, let us know. Um, Cairo did say hi, Cairo Queen. Hello, Cairo. Yes, tell them, feel free. I'm open. You know, I have to tell people feel free. They can email me anytime, and I will respond. Um, I I was busy, really busy with school before with that accelerated program, but it's over now. So um, I will respond and help, you know, the best I can, you know, and, like, it's not just technology, like I said, finance or, you know, I work for the Small Business Association as a counselor at SCORE, yeah. so I'm very familiar with how to start a business, how to run a business, how to do budget projections, how to chart of accounts, how to get licensing for businesses, how to start a nonprofit, you know, uh, grant funding, you know, my skills are very diverse that I can pretty much help in more than one area if they should need help. One thing I do want to, since we're talking about entrepreneurship and many of our businesses and many of us are 
since I'm laxed in securing an accountant. But um, mm-hmm. as a business consultant, I like to let everyone know an accountant is so important. Um, you do not necessarily need him to do every charge in your book, but definitely you go and sit down with an accountant to allow let them set up your books the way they should be based on how you do business. This is the right. expertise that they're going to bring because you can go out and buy software, say you have accounting software, but nothing is worse than you get halfway down the line and realize you don't have the right account set up. You're, yeah. It's not set up for the way that your business flows. And then to have to go back, it's hard. You just basically almost have to start all over. So it's I a nightmare. Really just, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's a nightmare. I went to school for accounting. I know you. That's what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah. I, you I know, started, it's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And um, I found that problem. I, I, I made the wrong choices back in the 90s on what software and, and mythology I used to start. And then after I got everything mm-hmm. started and set up, I'm like, this doesn't work for my business models. So when you're really busy and you don't, and, and you're not super educated in accounting, so you you know probably how to set up your accounts and enter information, but always just let an accountant come in. And this is a per, like a person who contracts on just should look at your business model, how you do business, how flow, you know, where does income come from, where your receivable pay. She's going to look at all of that and set you up a structure that supports that. And then, you know, every quarter when you just need to, you know, do your taxes and reporting, then you can contract with her for that. Um, you know, but that's part of your, your contract and setup. But you need that. This will keep you on top. You keep your taxes in line. It really helps. It's so really worth it. It does. You're right. I think, Jackie, for more important, I'm going to recommend, because of auditing purposes, you really yeah. should have an, an outside source. Mm-hmm. Because of conflicts of interest and um, segregation of duties, if there's any problem that arises, it puts you at a higher risk when you're doing all that stuff yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So being a prior auditor, I'm going to recommend, you know, it's it's to your advantage to protect, as a protection to have someone else. Because okay. you may miss something that, and plus accountants, they typically stay abreast of the new laws, regulations mm-hmm. that you may not have a clue about. That you you know you're doing a process that you've been doing for five years and they stopped five years ago, that you yes. could get in a lot of trouble for, you know, and they yeah. could cost. It's hard with penalties, interest. You know, the penalty, they can be very costly to the business. Some businesses, as you know, we know people not only businesses and people go out of business, they lose everything. Yeah, you know, so, because yeah, so, that's it's my all related. The technology yeah. still goes in there by helping you by by providing the tool to track that. Stuff, you know. Yeah, to make it a lot easier. Yeah. Right? Compare back in the day when we went to school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's <laughs> a lot easier. But um, so well, so I just want to just put that on everyone's mind. Please secure an account, and if you have a nonprofit, have an accountant on your board. You know, the the fee, really, it pays for itself. Like I said, it pays for itself, and it makes life easy for you because they're going to set your whole system up, train you on the system, and then you're like, it just makes, this is where grace and ease comes in. So this is where, you know, the funding makes life easier for you. 
set you up with a good reporting system, you know, how you, you even take your receipts. Where should you put your receipts? How do you organize them? And then how do you re- put them into the system? And then the accountant comes into your quarterly, you know, um, your taxes, file your taxes for you quarterly, do your end-of-year reporting. It makes life easier and makes it cheaper in the long run. So, um, Well, plus, you know, you get reports because yeah. if somebody wants to invest or help you, they want to know mm-hmm. the condition of your business. Yes. And you need to have it. If you have a system and technology, you can generate financial statements that tell them, what the condition you are in as a cash flow and balance sheet, and you can show them or your shareholders or board members or if you want a grant, whatever, yes. you know, the banking, if you want a loan, they need to see the financials. And know, even so. more important than that with people, when it comes to business and a lot of times people, um, when it comes to sponsorship and, and grants, there, there are two things that people are listening, looking for when it comes to sponsorship and grants um, that a lot of times people don't realize. It's one thing, yeah, you know, what the property is, you know, if it's viable, are you my target audience? But the other thing they need to feel comfortable in, and this is nothing you specifically say, but this is what comes out. They need to be comfortable that you will manage their money correctly. And that's where having, you know, standard good books, reporting systems come into play. Now, grants also, a lot of times you do have to do specific reporting, and then they will sometimes ask you to make specific grant, you know, account allocations, and you have to be able to easily implement that. You know, some are unrestricted funds, some are restricted funds, and, you know, there can be a lot of stipulations with that. But um, it's just important no matter what to have a, a solid, you know, accounting going to be and with technology makes it so easy to do the reports. It's just a matter of if you keep all of your receipts, you keep them in order, you report them and you get accounting to help you set up your accounts with the right allocation so you know you can see where the, what what money is being spent where all of that the manipulation of the data, that's what the computer and the software does. It manipulates it and can make you all beautiful kind of reports, things that look good for you. So I just want to impress that upon people. I know it's an area many of us are weak in, but please, let's just get tight in that area. It's going to benefit us across the board. Now, you have an invitation, Sandra. Cairo said, I need a meeting with Sandra D. <laughs> She said, Hi, Kyra. <laughs> she said, what will you please come on my Google Hangout tomorrow night? She wants you to oh, hang out tomorrow. <laughs> it's about video gaming, gamification, animation, and illusion. It's 8 p.m. <laughs> tomorrow. I need, notice. I need a little notice like you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well. You know, it's probably a panel of people, but, you know, if not, she says she has that tomorrow evening. Maybe if you could stop by and then maybe, um, Cairo, you can set up a time where you can just speak with her, where she also, you know, talk about the education and the um, yeah. virtual reality and all. But, yeah, she's doing her hangout on that tomorrow. Oh, yes, she, yes. I didn't I even been been know you attend. did that, Sandra. <laughs> she said, Pardon I me? didn't even know you. Cairo said, I didn't even know you did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> yeah, Carl, I got a lot That's of hidden secrets. <laughs> I try to tell too many people. <laughs> yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't realize how that. great we all are. 
Her name is Chanel Ross, <laughs> and I love her. She's a sweetheart. She works now. She'll be 17 in a few weeks, August 19th, wow. and soon heading to college. She's going to be leaving her mommy. <laughs> but Chanel is a blessing. She's so gifted. She works part-time, and um, she's in school. This year she only has to take one or two classes because she has all her credits. Wow. And um, she's actually taking computer programming in school, coding. Great. Okay. And she can code Java and HTML and things, but you know maybe you want to talk to her, Jacqueline, because she don't want to do it. <laughs> well, she can yell said. Maybe she's talking about who I am criminal. and all of them people. <laughs> the criminal justice. She wants to do forensics. You know. Oh, okay. Well, there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, she likes it, and I support oh, what she wants to. She likes the forensic, and she wants to do criminal and forensic. Security. Well, she yes. uses her coding skill to do forensics. Well, you can do co- uh, technology, computer forensics. You don't want to do yes, that. Yes, <laughs> that's a big time. That's where, hey, that is the future. Um, we met with State Representative W. Curtis Thomas. He's helping. He's on our advisory board for the Philly Urban Tech Fair, and uh-huh. he's very much state-focused. He said, look, this is what we need. This is what we're doing. And security is um, like for the state of Pennsylvania, that's a big issue, cybersecurity. So, um, oh. you know, computer <laughs> forensic is very, you know, important. Oh, yeah. So to have that security knowledge and background, you know, she can combine it. She so could, she doesn't have yeah. to give up one to have the other. And tell well, her, you know, I because, told you, she wants to mm-hmm. hit, she wanted military, then she wanted police. She wants to hit the street. <laughs> yeah, Cairo said forensic Linux. You know, Pardon so me? maybe to ask uh, Cairo to Forensic Linux, L-I-N-U-S. Well, yeah, no, I know Linux, you know, with the mobile yeah. apps. And see, that's what I want to teach is the youth, like, how to build their own mobile applications, you know. We need to teach them how to do that. And, yeah. um Tell her to add the Forensic Linux, you know, to add I tell her. You better, her. Well, maybe Cairo will talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe she's here yeah, Cairo, Cairo a little younger than us. Maybe she listened well, to her she, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, what does she, your daughter do in entertainment as well? Well, you know, Chanel, she sings. Chanel has been a blessing. You know, when she was a kid, I always told her she could sing because her grandmother can sing. She was always the head of the choirs and the women's group. And um, she never wanted to do anything with it, but Chanel is very gifted artistically. She plays the piano. She plays um, several instruments, the tuba, the trumpet. She was in the marching band, the school marching band. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, um, about seven months ago, she decided she wanted to sing (laughs) after all these years. And um, she has a beautiful voice and... um, Sony Records has come up to her about going on a possible tour with her. She was touring with the city of Baltimore, um, singing, and um, she's been blessed. Uh, you know, I, you know, really, really blessed um, to have a, a beautiful voice and uh, be gifted. Now she writes her own songs. And, wow. <laughs> you know, she's artistic. Okay. She draws. Chanel draws. She can paint and she draws. Great. She's well, very artsy. You know. Yeah. So now she's, she's a writing Renaissance her woman. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, she designs for her friends their jeans and, and, and cuts out things on the jeans and tie-dyes and all this different stuff, you know, so she's into her art, so, but, yeah, I'm blessed, she's blessed, and I'm blessed to have her, she's a good kid, she loves her mommy, and, um, 
So that's super mom. You got a high school senior. You get a uh, senior uh, a daughter going to go to a senior in high school who's very active. So super mom is all over the place. So I just wanted to show you know everybody how dynamic you are. You have a you know dynamic daughter, and we oh, all I'm know running. that. You know it all the time. Yeah, you know I got to take you here. I got to take you there to get ready to. And so, you know, when people say what we can't do, it's like, you know, we really can't. You're right. There's nothing Mm -hmm. that we can't do because I tell you, you know, I lost hearing and I still push myself to get through that program, and I don't know how, but the grace of God. And um, then, you know, with her and her losing her brother, you know, and then to I'm proud of her because that's a lot to lose your brother and then to do well, you know, he would be proud Mm -hmm. of her too. You know, so I'm excited for it. So that was my mission for him. I decided that, you know, I was going to make a difference in people's lives and go out there and give up the desk job and and go into the communities and help, you know, make a difference and tell my story because I hope to get these youth to start thinking differently on some other things, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, for everyone, I guess, you know, the message is, because we can really close out, but, you know, the message is we need to support one another. Um, yes. I like to use the analogy of lifting each other up. When you lift someone up and they benefit, it spills over and it's always trickling down. And the trickle down feeds you and helps you grow and allows you to lift up and allow you and that someone's lifting you up. We're all growing and we're all, you know, we all benefit. So yes. this mm-hmm. whole thing about being too afraid or worrying, don't, you know, nothing is accidental or coincidental in life. We've all been brought into each other's lives for some reason. If you're listening to this broadcast, there's a purpose for it. There's a reason you you need to hear it, and it's not just by accident or oops. There's something here for you. So let's support one yeah. another, and, and I mean real support. We're all doing business. We all need to acquire something. So let's consider one another. And like Cairo was saying, thank you. You know, I mean, that's what the Urban Tech Fair is thank for. Thank you. Thank everybody. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, we got a news that I got to put information in it where I'm going to get the news from our people. That's the purpose of the Urban Tech Fair. And we're looking for, you know, sponsors and support and vendors for the taste of yeah. technology that's mm-hmm. launching on um, next week on the 21st. In Atlanta at the yes, Microsoft yes. Mall in uh, in Lenox in, in, at the Lenox Mall at the Microsoft oh, okay. Store in Atlanta, Cairo's yes. um, uh, lo- launching her show Taste of Technology. A wonderful panel of people. Okay. You can't physically be there as a business. You can um, you can be there as a business. So just go to Cairo Queen as Q W E E N at Gmail dot com. Just hit her up. Um, immediately, because the 21st is coming up, so hit her up and ask her, how can you participate as a business? How can you have a presence there at the event as a business? Um, That's excellent. Yeah. yeah, the Urban Tech Fair weekend is coming up in October. I'm sorry, not Urban Tech Fair Week. I'm sorry, Urban Tech Weekend. And you can just go to urbantechweekend.com. Just go there, find out about that. That's a great event coming up. Oh, and before that, the BDPA, our sponsors, BDPA Annual Conference is Race to Innovate. And that's August 5th through the 
11th, and they're in Indianapolis, Race to Innovate. You know, go there. It's their annual conference. It's going to be off the chain. They have a lot going on. So these are just some fun things just to get to do over the summer. And we have some more announcements coming up. We may even actually do two shows in a row. For all of those in Chicago, there's a Chicago meetup. We're meeting up in Chicago on July 26th at Afriware Bookstore for a book signing of one of our members, Jason Moore. He has a new book out on African-American Internet Entrepreneurship. So um, it's learning how to be an Internet entrepreneur at um, all your basics and strategies and um, things that you need to employ. So he has a new book out. He'll be doing a book signing, and it's a Chicago meetup. The Urban Tech Fair is helping to sponsor that, and that is out in Chicago. So there are just various things going on, something in everyone's alley, and let's support one another. And yeah. that's my last line. So if anyone else, um, Cynthia says, I love the sisterhood on this call. Yes, it's Cynthia beautiful. Fraser hi, Cynthia. says, you have great energy, Sandra. <laughs> oh, hi, Cynthia. Thank you. She's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, Sandra, you close us out. You know, you have like 30 seconds in the whole world listening. What would you have us to know? Knowledge is power, but how you use it and what you do with it is priceless. Wow. You can touch others' lives. You can change your lives. Have faith. Stay focused. And there's endless possibilities to you achieving your dreams. There's nothing too big for God or for you to accomplish. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Digital Drummer, Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. And um, at this moment, everyone listening in, please, you know, keep Jim in your prayers. He is in yes. the recovery yes. process, but he's getting ready to go through another series of things that may have him down oh, for about boy. a month okay. or so. This is part of the process, but they're ready to write him up in medical journals, okay, because no one's ever come out of it as well as he has. So he's just. This is just part of his healing process, um, mm-hmm. and just part of the medical treatment. But he's going to go through another phase. So let's just keep him, you know, in you know his healing and our prayers yep. for everyone for Jim. Mm-hmm. And he's listening in, and he's watching us, and he's. You can hear the smile on his face. I talked to him but yesterday. He's healed in Jesus' name. I pray. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so excited about everyone and what everyone is doing, and he's just. It means so much to him that everyone is continuing on with the Urban Tech Fair, and that just you, you're doing his heart so well. So just thank you to everyone, and we'll be back in one to two weeks. And okay, thank tomorrow, you, everybody remember to Google Hangout with Cairo Queen. What? Again, CairoQueen at gmail.com. Send her your email. She'll send you how to get on the Hangout. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, and it's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for tuning in to The Digital Drummer, and have a great week. Peace. Good night.